We had what's we had a little bit of hiatus, but we got some good stuff to talk about. Good stuff to talk about now. I mean, I, there's a sore topic. I don't know if I want to bring that up first with Nick fans, but <laughs> let's just talk about that. let's just talk about the NBA draft in general. Uh, who do you guys think what Sam did well in the draft this this past week? I would say Detroit, right? Didn't they get uh, Ivy and Duran? I think. So yeah, they yeah. two big, big needs. I wonder how that Ivy, um, Kate Cunningham pairing is going to go on paper. It seems good, but I think they both need the ball in their hands. I think Kate is a little more passive, so it may work out. But I think they did well, Detroit. Hmm. Uh, you know, the Spurs always do good, man. The Spurs got that kid from Oregon, Sister Sean. Got a kid, uh, E.J. Liddell for Ohio State. He's a very good player. I want him to go to the next after the next pick. <clears throat> but uh, obviously, he went, went to a different direction, though. But I think the Spurs, as usual, already uh, do a good job in the draft. But the kid got from Oregon, kid from Ohio State, he did pretty good Spurs. Yeah. I think some, one, some of the teams, it was kind of tough because I think going into the draft, Charlotte not having a coach, that was probably a bad look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without yeah. Or something. I mean, you don't really know what direction it is, but I believe, didn't they hire Steve Clifford again now or something? Yeah, that was yesterday, oh, though. Yeah, after the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. So uh, that that didn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, right. when you look at some of the picks, I heard that um, Chet Holmgren went to the Orlando, Orlando workout and just quit in the middle. Like, they were doing a drill, and he just called it off. He was done. So. Yeah, I heard something crazy like that too. He he stopped during the shooting drill or something. Yeah. And like you said, walked off. Uh, it's not uncommon um, that right. they try to steer um, themselves or their agent, try to steer them towards specific teams. But either way, it's not a good look to start your career doing stuff like that. Well, he we did. Well, he pulled the he pulled the EJ he pulled the uh, Eli Manning. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to go to charge. He didn't want to, he didn't want to go to Orlando. He wanted to go to OKC. Yeah. So no, I think uh, Ivy didn't Ivy. He, not that he refused, but Ivy just never seemed like purposely had contact with the Sacramento Kings. So they never had any medical records, anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a lot of lot of strange stuff going on. Like I know um this this guy um the guy that was in that the the Kings drafted Keegan Murray. They said that the owner, the owner wanted to have him drafted. Mm. So for weeks, the owner was focused on getting him or something because I guess he thought he was the the missing piece or something. But yeah, the owner, the owner really wanted to make that pick. So there's some interesting stuff going on. He, he was probably more NBA ready than most kids. Um, I, I could see that, you know. Yeah. Seven Potters. not too flashy though, but he gets the job. He gets the job done. So he's he gonna be a good, good player for them. Yeah. And then, uh, then you know, you got some things like, I don't, to be honest with you, I couldn't figure out what the Knicks were doing. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out. Yeah. What I understand, they got like six number one picks or something, or three or four, three number ones, three number twos, and a million different conditions attached to all of them or something. So, I mean, and realistically, all of this to dump Kimber Walker's contract, yeah, that's what it seemed like to start reversing the mistakes they made, you know, a year or two ago, whatever it was. 
Because I don't think, uh, like, Kimba's signing wasn't the end of the world when they first did it. Yeah. But I don't think staying um, the course with, like, Alec Burks, um, Noel, I don't, like, I think those guys should have been out then. You know, you should have let them walk in free agency. So now we're trying to, you know, undo those <laughs> those wrongs there. Kimba, he was, you know, in the signing, bringing him back home and everything else. I could live with it, but yeah. giving up a, a 11th pick to essentially do it, I think, is a bit much for me. So, you know, a lot of teams basically kind of drafted along the lines of who you thought they would get or something, what positions they were looking for. It wasn't a lot of surprises, I, I would say that. Like, usually you get one team that people are just shocked, but it didn't seem like it was a lot of people surprised. I mean, a couple of guys fell maybe a little further than they thought they would. But, like, I think the um, the guy from the G League, I think his name is um, Jalen Hardy. Yeah, yeah Jalen Hardy, yeah. He fell further than he was supposed to. And I think some people thought that Ty Ty Washington would have went, went earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Knicks? But, yeah, they, that's what they think. I think they thought the Knicks would have took him. But I think for him... Uh, at 11 would have been a bit I like him but I think it would have been a bit of a reach to pick him at 11 Washington because is he better than whoever else we could you know just bring in as a point guard no no and and, and I think the Knicks plan was to bring in a, a rookie point guard anyway if he would have brought him in he would have been the, the Tibbs effect yeah he would have just went to the back of the line so I, I don't see see that that happen. I, I guess ultimately we seen that they just didn't want to pay a first round draft picks salary too, right? Due to the, yeah. you know, I'm, I guess we'll get into that, right? Due to yeah. the, yeah, I think. Well, aside from the draft, we're about what's it? We're about five days away from free agency. So I mean, realistically, looking at the free agents that's out there. There's a lot of different guys. I, I had DeAndre Ayton. Detroit's prepared to offer him the max. I don't... Uh, I mean... Which doesn't make sense to me after you... It does, and it doesn't at the same time. Before they got Duren, I could see it. Now, not so much. And I'm not saying Duren is better than Ayton, not by a long shot. But why did you get Duren then? Because to me, he's an undersized center, but yeah. you don't want to put him at power forward. Him and Aiton, Aiton can hit that little mid-range, but I think they'll both clog up the paint trying to play together. There's no teams running with, you know, two traditional bigs in the starting lineup. So if I'm them, if I'm Detroit, I would probably go for Miles Bridges personally. He's from Detroit. He fits what they need on the wing now that they got rid of Grant. If I'm going to max out somebody, I would go with Miles Bridges at this point. Yeah, I mean, I heard that the uh, Pistons are uh, falling back on getting our eight because of that pick of Durant from Kyle. Uh, so, uh, is he going to stay in the sun? I'm not quite sure what he's going to be right now, now that he's going to fall back as far as trying to acquire eight. I know they said Atlanta was interested, but they're not interested in paying him max money. Right. So, what is uh, What is the length? Because I know before that was controversial. What is the length? Like, when you sign these guys to offer sheets, how long does that tie up the money? Because that's still a huge thing, I think. They, they shortened that. Before, it was like a week. Now, it's only like 48 hours. Because Yeah, that's good then. Yeah, what teams before, were doing... Before, too much. You were, like, scared to offer a restricted free agent a contract because then you lose out on all these other guys. Yeah. You just snatch up the, the free agents that aren't restricted. Right. Yeah. 
Whoever that is, you you tried. You'd have to go all in on them. You basically had to pay them because if not, there's not gonna be anybody left. And that's when they started getting into like, in order to try to balance it out a little bit, you had to start giving these weird contracts where most of the money is front loaded, -loaded. all type of strange deals, which was eating up people's cap even worse. Yeah, because now you're giving them, you know, a max deal, but you're giving them. You know, 30, 40 million in, in, you know, year one, year two. Yeah. yeah you know, all that type of crazy stuff so that the person's initial team wouldn't match. Yeah. I think, think some of these teams, listen, I mean, obviously, you know, just speaking about the Knicks, Jalen Brunson is obviously the, the obvious target there. I mean, I really don't think that, I don't think Dallas is prepared to match like a $25 million offer. But I do think that knowing Mark Cuban, that they will be trying to file some kind of tampering charges or something, because you hired the guy's father. And I believe, um, isn't um, isn't uh, like um, the, the the guy from the Knicks, his son is his agent or something like that? I think they would have to, I, like you said, knowing Mark Cuban, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think yeah. they would have to like come with a little more evidence than that, simply because um, Brunson's been on Tibbs. Um, staff before yeah yeah that's true so you know him all of a sudden being a part of the Knicks staff they said the Knicks wanted to hire him last year Rick Brunson as part of the staff and for whatever reason it just didn't happen so even though I do think the Knicks are tampering (laughs) personally yeah you know what though I think as much as they said I think there is some kind of level of tampering with a lot of teams because players talk to other players and you know who you want a lot of times guys know before this free agent even start who's leaving, who's staying, and where they might go. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. There's no way these guys don't talk to each other. Like, I don't believe Bradley, I don't believe from what they're saying, Bradley Bill's not going out anywhere. He's going to opt out and take that max deal. I mean, That's what I he's saying he, you know, but I've heard him say this before in terms of prioritizing winning and but when they throw two hundred and fifty million in front of you over five years, yeah, you know, yeah, he he'd love to be a wizard for life at that point. Or yeah. he's going to do. My personal opinion is he's going to do way out after year one. Yeah, but everybody else does these guys now. See, now sign you know five year deals. Yeah, they'll play the first year on it, and then claim they're disgruntled because management didn't do anything to help them become a winning organization when you just ate up the whole cat. Yeah. Speaking of guys that's disgruntled and trying to move and do stuff, listen, we, we got the Kyrie Irving thing now. I would tell you personally, I don't think he's going anywhere. Just for a couple of reasons, right? For one thing, I don't care what he thinks, no team is interested in paying him max money for max years. He's not going to get that from anywhere. Nowhere. And then they have some article today about some of the teams that he thinks he wants to go to. They don't even want him. They have no interest in him at all. The Lakers got $6 million in cap space or whatever. And most of these teams don't have anything to offer. So if he leaves, he's going to become the world's most expensive Dennis Schroeder. So he'll be on, he'll be on a different team every other year, whatever. And if he pulls any of that stuff not showing up, He'll be out all together. I think eventually him and the Nets will reconcile, but if they don't, I yeah, his options are certainly limited. Maybe he should have pulled this 
on a year where teams have more money to spend. Because mm. he still wants to, I'm sure, be on a winner, right? It's not too many teams with cap space to begin with. Diddy yep. wants to be on a winner. He also wants to get paid, obviously. He's not mm-hmm. going to any of these teams and accepting, like you said, the Schroeder deal where yeah. I just opted out of $36 million or whatever it is, and I'm signing with Le- to play with the Lakers with LeBron James and I'm before. Yeah. Yeah, or six or whatever it is. He don't want to leave that bad, I'm sure. No. And then you look at it, like, let's say for the Nets, the nuclear option does happen. He leaves, right? And they got to trade KD. KD is not in a position where he can dictate where he can get where he wants to go. Probably he's he's got a lot of years on his contract. But he got four years guaranteed that he's got to go wherever they send him. And if I'm the Nets, I listen. You know, it's nice. So he has no leverage when you got four years. You you gain more leverage when you have uh, a few years left on the deals. How you gain leverage because you could always tell that new team, "Well, I'm going to leave." Right? That's the threat. You got a year left on the deal. They trade you. They're about to trade you to Sacramento. You could tell the Kings in advance, "Hey, I'm not re-signing here." So the Kings are reluctant. Then, but when you got four years, a team like that may take a shot on you because they know you can't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm sending you basically wherever I want to send you. And listen, if I'm I'm them, listen, who knows? He might end up back on OKC. Or you know, would be a nice choice for somebody to try to do. Send him to Washington. Give him Kuzma. Give him 17 draft picks and all types of stuff or something. He can play with Bradley Bill. He'll never win, but he'll be at home and he can live with that and he'll be happy with that. But some of this other stuff, you see like Damian Lillard is posting stuff, the lobby to get KD there and all types of stuff and different people. I'm like, I don't even necessarily know. Listen, I like KD and I like Kyrie, but... I don't even know if you're a player you necessarily want to play with him that much because KD is KD. He's a great player, but he was if he's definitely not a leader and definitely not the best in the locker room. Hmm. Yeah, he comes across as being uh, quiet in the locker room. The only place he's not quiet at, it seems like, is social media. Hmm. It seems like it's easy to get under his skin on social media, but in the locker room, he doesn't seem like he's the type of guy that's... Um, like a leader in the locker room. I think, and that's probably why he's found himself in some of these situations. Um, Golden State, he had conflicts, right? If he was that strong alpha presence in the locker room, Draymond Green wouldn't have been trying half of that stuff he was doing with him. It just wouldn't have happened. And KD got up, upset, it seems like, because Golden State's management, right? Steve Kerr and these guys didn't Boy, get up and, yeah. and do it for him, the dirty work, and, and tell Draymond... You know, the same thing he told the media. I'm Kevin Durant. He should have said that to Draymond, right? Yeah. May Golden State choose if if that was the case between him and Draymond. Yeah, same thing with it. the Nets. I think KD should have been a Nick. I'm glad neither one of them did based on what's turned, you know, the turn of events now. But KD should have been a Nick. I think he let Kyrie stare him over there. I think he did, but I think I think from what KD said, it's sad to say Nick ownership did that to themselves again because Dolan wouldn't give him the fifth year, which is insane. He refused to give him the fifth year, so you have shoot yourself in the foot. I'm not going to give Kevin Durant the fifth year, but I'm going crazy dumping the whole team to give Jalen Brunson $100 million for four years. This is why the Knicks... Are the too, is even if you give him the fifth year, for whatever reason, it doesn't pan out. Unless it's, he gets hurt again or whatever the case yeah. may be, 
You could always trade him, right? He's Kevin yeah. Durant. He's Kevin Durant. He's not going to have to trade value unless he can't walk or something. And insurance would have paid it if he couldn't walk. So I don't really get like like that or something unless he did just didn't like him personally in the interview or whatever or something. Maybe I, I think somebody like KD is like the type of person that let's say a guy like LeBron. LeBron comes into a team and he might have a vision and he starts talking about what he thinks should happen and everything else. Whereas KD would sit at that table and just stare at James Dolan. They'll look at each other waiting to see who's going to talk. Because I, I don't think I don't see him trying to sell himself to anybody. He's like, listen, uh, you can watch the film if you want. I'm KD. You either want me or you don't want me type of guy. Whereas LeBron will come in and have his, his whole envisionment, you know, of what he thinks should go on and stuff. And people will get excited about it. KD, you, you get what you get. That's what That's it is. That's another thing I recently read is KD is yet another one of those guys who doesn't recruit either. No. So you bring him in, you know, he's not helping recruit free agents there either. He got all the talent in the world, but that's something he, he just doesn't partake in. I always found it when Derrick Rose was doing it, I always found it funny. I thought yeah. it was comical because Derrick Rose would literally just not pay any of these guys at any yeah. <laughs> any mind whatsoever. Who they try to bring in, I don't care. I'm not helping with that. That's not my job. And then you got yeah. other people on the other side of it. I was reading where um, supposedly Kawhi Leonard and Paul George like to be involved in all personnel decisions. I mean, yeah, exactly. Much. To me, I, first of all, I mean, I, I get into debates with, with, with my son about this all the time. Kawhi Leonard was saying, I'm going to get him one of them ski masks and a gun. Mm. All he did was robbing the hell out of the Clippers for the last two didn't he play like 60 games in three years now, or 80 games in three years? He's kind of, he, he's the he's the nice version of Kyrie. Kyrie's not he's out he's, there uh, making the He's the Spurs too, right? Yeah. Before he left there. Granted, I'm sure he was hurt. Yeah. I don't even know if his injury warranted sitting out that whole season. The <laughs> torn ACL is a, you know, a season's injury. Yeah. Or nobody's coming back less than a season for that. But outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of Kyrie-ish, but in a nice way, the load management and everything else. Yeah, he's not going to go out there, and, and you're not going to see him in pictures at a party while his knee is hurting, or he's not going to just come in and say something crazy. He's just not going to show up. Like, yeah, that's one of the things, uh, when you bring in Kawhi, you know load management is coming along with him. You either yeah. accept it or you don't. But I don't think a lot of these teams, like the Clippers, the Clippers are not good enough for him to do load management. That Toronto team, I listen, they won a championship. You can't take it away from them. But we all know why they won. KD and Klay Thompson were gone. So, that, that I mean, the, the Kawhi won the championship. Yeah, Kawhi beat Golden State with just Steph. You want to you wanna put in Steph and Draymond? Yeah, he beat them. But before it was him, but this guy was... Even the game where KD finally got on, he was cooking these guys. Yeah, they said uh, apparently Golden State has never lost a series when they've had Clay, Draymond, and Steph all on the court. They, no. They've never lost a series. No, they haven't. I mean, I, I look, that's one team, too. You know, they drafted a guy to go back to the draft, Patrick Baldwin Jr., who he fell some spots that he was supposed to go higher. If you look at them and they're able to pay the money, and I, there's a lot of teams that's a little upset about how the NBA is working with the money and stuff, but 
and you can't blame the teams. If they can retain these guys they have, they can go on and be a dynasty and be in a championship around for years to come. Because you think about it, even as these guys get old, if you can keep a pool of Moody, you see Wiseman turns around, you got Kaminga or whatever, you, you can keep these guys. Like, realistically, I'm letting Kevin, I'll be honest, I'm letting Kevin Looney go. I'm not yeah, if, Looney go. If there's one guy that I have to let walk, it would be him. Yeah. Supposedly, Jordan Poole, we, we talking about Brunton on the $100 million. Poole's yeah. probably looking for a $100 million deal, too. And they talking um, about and Wiggins supposedly looking to get a max extension or something crazy. There, there's no way. Even though they have the money, I don't see them maxing out Wiggins and Poole. When you already got Steph, obviously, on the max contract. Clay on the max contract. See, the scariest this is thing. unheard of. You know, to have four or five guys on max contracts. The, the scary thing about it is that from a basketball perspective, right, realistically, and people will debate this or argue this one, realistically, they should trade Clay. To me, Wiggins is, is their second best player right now. Because you, what Clay is offering, it's not the old Clay. What Clay is offering now, you can get that. They can, they can, we're saying, you know, as pool matures and the combination, you can get what Clay is offering right now. The old Clay, because the the old Clay was even a better defender. I don't even see, he wasn't even that great a defender this year either. Yeah, I give like him a year though, because it's the first year back. I will give him that. So what is like the jury's still out on what he looks like next year? But he wasn't the same Clay this year. No, he wasn't. I would give him this season, like you said, that just passed, coming back from a torn ACL and and Achilles. But next year, if he's looking like this, there's no way I'm maxing him out on an extension. No. I don't know. I wouldn't be necessarily looking to dump him. But no, I wouldn't I be wouldn't looking to max him out either. You're going to have to take a pay cut if he's looking like this next year. Yeah. I mean, and it's not that big. I mean, it's sad to say in the NBA, it's not that big a deal. But if he's willing to stay for for something in the, in the, the, what's in the 75 to 80 range for four years or something, then you keep him. But if he's looking for super max money where he's put 160 or 200 for four years, you can't do that for Clay right now. I wouldn't. Not at this point. I know I'm not doing it for Kyrie. Clay ain't going anywhere. Yeah, Clay's not going anywhere. He's part of like the, the staple. I mean, I, won't, I, I actually think they're going to ride these guys out and let them retire there. Right. They deserve that. I think their roles may end up changing at a point because even if you look at Draymond, they, they were kind of giving him the business a little bit in this playoffs. Like yeah, he, he turned in, he turned from a defender to an agitator. So he, he went from a guy that was a defensive stopper to Dennis Rodman against the Seattle against the Seattle Supersonics. Mm-hmm. Where he was trying to get people thrown out of the game and stuff. Yeah, he you know, he, I think he was terrible. Yeah, he, he was him. I think yeah. he played his part though. The only thing, the biggest gripe I have with Draymond is um is his mouth. You know, I get that that's part of his game. Like you said, the agitating stuff. So I'm not even talking about it from that perspective. When he's off the court is when I have a problem with his mouth because he's running his mouth as if he's 
actually, you know, some superstar or something. That's the biggest problem I have with him. Not even his, his on-the-court antics, just the off-the-court stuff that I have a problem with. As if he's not out there being carried by Steph and these guys. Sure, he plays his role. He gets his, his eight or nine rebounds, five, six assists. You know, forcing guys into technical fouls and all type of stuff. Like Jalen Brown said, he tried to pull his shorts down, right? To agitate him. I get all that. It's just the stuff off the court that annoys me with Draymond because he mean, talks as if he's Steph. Draymond is the luckiest NBA draft pick ever. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't on the Warriors, he'd been traded at least two times today. Yeah, I, I can believe at that. At least, yeah. I can believe at that. At least two times already. This guy in the league who could do what he do. I'm not, yeah. trying, I'm not trying to discredit him. He's a good fit, you know what I'm saying? But he landed in a perfect spot with the yeah. Warriors, with Clay and Curry, and I guess uh, Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson's philosophy on sports, and open run, open uh, offensive system like that. But you yeah. put other guys in our spot, man. These, these guys probably have more chips. You know, take out Draymond yeah. Green and put somebody else. Like, well, you ain't gotta be Giannis. No, take, no. Take out Draymond Green and put him Bam, Bam uh, Adebayo. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know, you know what's funny? Everybody thinks that these players are new and all this stuff and stuff, but if you think about it, Draymond Green to me, at, at points, Anthony Mason played better than Draymond Green. And we wouldn't yeah. be giving Anthony Mason that type of money or giving him that type of control, you know, to say mm-hmm. he was... It's a lot of these guys. I mean, that, we, we tried, but Pat wasn't having that. Yeah. Don Nelson, you know, Pat like, nah. <laughs> nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> But we, I think a lot of these players, they just say, he's got, he's got um top ten player mouth. But I would say he's, he, I mean, he's not even a great role player at this point. Let's put it this way. <laughs> yeah, let's put it this way. Steph, right, missed all those games. Mm-hmm. Right, missed pretty much the whole season. We know Clay was out the whole season. Yeah, and they ended up with the number one pick in James Wiseman. <laughs> Draymond wasn't hurt. <laughs> So let's put it that way. How'd they end up with the number one pick? And and the funny mm-hmm. thing, you know what? This is the sad thing about it too, is usually you could say a player defaulted and they have the talent to do stuff. But it wasn't like I seen Draymond putting up twenty six and eleven, you know, and his numbers yeah. didn't change. Yeah, he couldn't do anything. That's how yeah. they ended up with Wiseman. He was useless. Yeah, his numbers didn't change at all. So in fact they got worse. Yeah, and that was number yeah. five, they got worse. Yeah. And I get it, he's not a scorer. But he couldn't do anything right out there. So basically, what we're saying is that he's really Kedrick Perkins. That's another guy that's mouth. <laughs> yeah, his mouth. You would Pretty think much. And then, uh, him and him and Perkins got into some some uh, thing on on social media, right? Yeah. And Perkins was right in the sense that Perkins was like, "Yeah, I could throw some of those passes too." And if you look at some mm-hmm. of those old. Clips yeah. of Perkins throwing those passes to to um, Katie and, and Westbrook. Yeah, he could be doing the same thing too. Did you um did you guys get a chance to see Ke- to see Richard Jefferson's face when Keidre Perkins tried to tell him he was a role? Play- I was a role player just like Richard Jefferson. And Richard was like, "What?" Richard Jefferson should have turned to Keidre Perkins like, "You do know that I'm the Nets all-time leading scorer." You, yeah, Richard Jefferson. I was a role player, but I'm leading the all-time leading score in the Nets history. <laughs> so, 
Richard Jefferson was a monster. Yeah, he wasn't a, a role player. <laughs> he was yeah. at least an all star. Yeah, yeah, he obviously forgot about those net years and probably Travis years just yeah. in his head. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah it said that said that Rick, him and Richard Jefferson were the same. They were just really good role players. Like, yeah, I think you over exaggerate your ability. Yeah, yeah, Kenny's bugging. Yeah. So, thinking about this, and we got top ten talk. Who do you guys have as your top ten players of all time? Yeah, I, I got my list here. Now, my list is is not based on; it's just personally who I like, you know, to watch ball out. Yeah. So, in no particular order. I got, of course, Jordan, Kobe. I was a huge Penny fan. Um, AI, Melo, KG. Then I'll go with some of the guys still playing: LeBron, KD, Steph, and then my last guy on the list is T Mac. Hmm. That's pretty good. Forgot, forgot uh, about this. Um, my top ten all time is based on uh, guys I've seen play the game. Mm-hmm. Not favorites. Not favorite. I figure I have. I do my for the game. My, my list right now. You know, so I can't do that. <laughs> you know, so um, mine's based on um, guys I've seen play all time. Um, like an MJ. Uh, of course, he's the greatest. So I, I don't can't debate that. I like LeBron because I like LeBron too because what he's done off the court, on the court. Um, he fulfilled all expectations and then some. Um, going to the nine finals is a lot, man. When you win or lose, win or lose, nine straight, eight straight is a, is, is a hell of an accomplishment by itself, man. At least to me anyway. Um, I got Kareem at three. I thought I had a Kareem at, at two. I thought about that for a little while. And I think that um, guys don't appreciate being a big man no more. Or maybe he plays this position that you know nobody respects or I guess glamorizes as much no more like back in the days. But as far as like um, NBA from uh, his rookie days to now to late years, time Kareem was awesome on both ends of the front, both, both ends of the court, I should say. So now Kareem at three, <clears throat> Mamba at four. I debated him at four or five. I wasn't quite, wasn't quite sure, but as I think about it, he was uh, he was he was Mamba man. I mean. And I, I said, you know what? If people compare, compare me to Jordan, and Matt Johnson said that he's the best Laker ever, so I can't, I can't, I can't deny that. Yeah. So Matt said, you know, he's the best ever, he's the best ever, so that'll be the best ever. So I said, you know, I have Kobe at four. But Kobe's so, so influential with young kids in the game right now, Tatum and, and Trey Young mm-hmm. and other guys who look up to him, you know. And plus, he was a killer, man. Straight out killer, assassin, paper, broken toes, broken arms, you know. Knees, ankles, Achilles—he didn't do it all, man. So yeah, I Kobe out four, Magic out five. He just um, took the game to another level with his, uh, his game play, um, up and down, fast break, uh, passing. Um, I have Bird at six because of Magic Johnson and him, and Bird, which is also another killer who's who took him scoring forty and who put up forty. Yeah, I was a guy who, who scored left hand too as well. Actually, did with Daniel. He just scoring my point with my left hand. So that way, he has to be for himself. Um, I'm gonna put Tim Duncan at seven over Shaq at eight. And I think Tim winning five chips against Kobe and Shaq said a lot. Never had never had a losing season in 18 years in the league. But I think the reason why I have Shaq at eight because Shaq was so great, dominant. Shaq was also a lazy guy. 
whatever Phil paid to his potential, like he would say himself. You know, Shaq had work ethic. He probably have eight rings right now, easily. You know, so uh, I kind of fall shot with work ethic. I got my eight. Uh, I got Curry at nine. I can't, I can't say with him. Curry's great. I can't, you know, say he's not top ten. Even though person I love Isaiah Thomas better than him, but that's a different story over there. But so the accolades, achievement, I go Curry. And now ten, I got a few on Lajuan. I thought Kim was great both ends, unguardable offensively. He could do it all. He, he could dribble. He could shoot. He could defend. He could rebound. He could block shots. He could carry the team. Lajuan was great. So I got Lajuan at ten. I would tell you, I got, you know, it's funny. I, I, I got a list. It's like, it's not easy to do. So, right. I had right. guys, I thought about older guys. I had guys like what Kareem said, newer guys and different guys I like. But I kind of like, you know, settled on some guys in between. So, what's funny is it's, it's real easy. You know, Michael, Michael LeBron won two. That's like the easiest thing to do, Michael LeBron. Mm-hmm. I got Magic and Magic and Bird, and a lot of people don't realize this. Like we love, we love LeBron to death, right? And we love all the things he did. You mm-hmm. go back, you look at the numbers that LeBron put up and the numbers that Larry Bird put up, and the numbers are almost identical. But nobody would ever say that LeBron. That's the crazy. Nobody would ever say Larry Bird is the greatest player of all time. That he has almost identical numbers to LeBron James. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like I, you know what? I'm gonna ask question, man. I'm gonna change something though. Yeah. Is Larry Bird better than Magic? You know what's funny? It's it's, it's crazy, but it's not it's crazy. It's it's not it's not crazy. He's better than Magic. It's not crazy. He might he might have been. I mean, people don't want to believe it, but he he might have been. I mean, statistically, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, statistically, mm-hmm. he he definitely is. I mean, you know, you give Magic credit for all the different things, the winning, you know, playing the different positions and all that other stuff. But think of it this way, if, Magic, if Larry Bird's back when they got hurt, we probably, we might have been talking about him as the best player of all time. Or one of the top two. Yeah. Yeah, I have no issues with anybody saying Magic is better or Bird is better. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's, it shouldn't be a problem in anybody's ears hearing that Bird is better than Magic. It shouldn't, it shouldn't bother you, we'll put it like that. I got, I got Kobe after Bird right. five. I got okay. Kobe after Bird. Then I put Shaq. Even though Shaq's lazy, right? The one thing I say with Shaq is that Shaq might have been, you know, next to Wilt Chamberlain, probably the and Kareem, the most dominant force basketball has ever seen. Like at, at Shaq and Shaq's heyday, there was nothing you could do with Shaq at all. And even on those lazy days, when he decided that you wasn't going to stop him, you just wasn't going to stop him. So I, I put him there. Then I put Elijah one after Shaq. Now, this is where it gets... I actually put Kevin Durant in the top 10. Because I think... Yep. Want me to tell you why? I put him in there because I really think that his game changed the way the sport is. I think what's in the... the what, how many seven... Between him, him and your life... It would have been Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk mm-hmm. Nowitzki was him before. He's the more, the better, improved version of Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. So you look at it; those guys change the game. That's the the way the forwards turn to these six ten guys shooting. There would be no Chet Holmgren and all these. Nobody would be talking about any of these guys if it wasn't right. He certainly changed the way the draft goes. You know, oh yeah, you see a six ten skinny dude. Mm-hmm. Guy more than likely going to get drafted high if he has any talent. 
Yep. It's not, yeah, you may not worried about what your bench press reps are no more. Right. Yeah. That's over with. Then these two, uh, these two, this is one that a lot of people don't want to go with. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, I put at number nine. Charles Barkley, you look at it, all those things that people say about Barkley and the numbers and Rodman, and what he said was the truth. You know, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley has a career, a career of 23 and average 12 rebounds for game for his career, not for a season, for his career. For 23, 12, and, and 4 for his career? I mean, realistically, the only knock on him is that he didn't win. And listen, I liked him more. I liked him more than Carl Malone because a lot of people completely forget about Carl Malone, even though I think he's the second leading scorer all time in the NBA. He's called off. Oh, see a second, right? Carl Malone is. Oh, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, yeah. LeBron, LeBron is two. LeBron is two. Carl Malone's three, I think. Now. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever mentions him. And then, then at the last in the top ten, I put Duncan. Because listen, Tim Duncan's numbers is uh, they—they're very similar to Charles Barkley's number with the winning, and he's much better defender than Charles Barkley. We know that. But there's some other guys on the on the fringe. When I was thinking about guys that have put in the old older guys, I would have split after Larry Bird. I would have split it and put in guys like Kareem, Oscar Robinson, Will Chamberlain. Those guys I think could have slotted in and pushed all those other guys down. You know what I mean? Yeah, because those are three guys. Like, I understand the winning of like Bill Russell and stuff, but these guys, like Bill Russell, won, but he also played with eight Hall of Famers. Eight Hall of Famers, and statistically, his numbers wasn't like these. You know, like these other guys' numbers either. I mean, there's very few people who have statistics like Wilt, Kareem. You know, at the time, Kareem and Oscar Robinson with the triple deaths. Remember, mm-hmm. Westbrook started having, averaging triple doubles. It was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Oscar Robbins did it with five seasons. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those three, those three guys that I would have definitely <laughs> into this top ten. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, let me ask y'all this: What what do y'all think of the comment that uh, this dude made not too long ago, JJ Redick, when he said in terms of the, the old school players? I forgot which old school player he was yeah, referencing, but he said he was playing against like Postman and Fireman. Bob, yeah. Bob, Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, this is what I will say this, and, and, and this is why the game of basketball is, is kind of tricky. Like, even LeBron and Jordan, right? What people have to understand is this during their time frames, they were the greatest people to ever play in their time frame. But I see young kids now that people was doing stuff that's impressive. There's young, there's kids that's in 11th grade right now that can win the NBA dunk contest easy without even trying. These, the level of these kids' athletic ability and skill set is completely different than what it was before. So, yeah, granted, I don't think that the, the game itself, like the basketball IQ is definitely not as high as what it was. Cause you got a lot of people just running around doing crazy stuff half the time but as far as like ability i don't think that like a lot of the older players have the same level of athletics for one thing athletics they definitely don't have and what's the ability like you have people that could jump like the sean kemp's the dominiques and everything else but just thinking about when you were in high school right and this is this is a conversation i was having with a friend of when we were in high school i could dunk kareem you could dunk but it was maybe like 
12 people on the team and four or five of them tops could dunk. Yeah. I'd you'd be tough right now to find a high school team where the dude that does the scoreboard couldn't dunk. He's like you got dudes with saying doing like the, the dunk between their legs with crocs on halftime. <laughs> I seen a dude dude was saying get off the, the get off the chair. He was supposedly injured and throw the ball between his leg with crocs on. And he was injured, he couldn't play. So the hmm. athletics are definitely different. Now the skill set too, like the moves these kids have, the the, the um the emphasis on ball handling and stuff, is definitely different. Now, could they outsmart LeBron or outsmart Jordan, Magic, LeBron? Not even close. Not even close. But the one thing, bigger, stronger, faster and stuff, dude, you don't have to be that smart. So if I blow past, if Jordan blew past me and I run twice as fast as he is and jump a foot higher, it won't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so what I they lack in intelligence, <laughs> they make up for. evolution of the game. Yeah. The game is more oh, of an is. up and down game now, you know, athletics. Like, think of it this way. Some of the stuff you see kids and people do now. I watched the game, like, if I could have got away with that, I probably could have averaged 68. I could do that little extra fourth step they take or take my free arm and just push a guy out of the way to get my own shot. Of course, half the dudes ain't playing no defense anymore anyway. They slide out your way. Yeah, no, right. D, no D traveling, right. and you could just move people out of the way. That's you know, find somebody who actually plays defense they're like a hot commodity every team's looking for a three and d wing right? yeah I, I think the bob Cousy era did have a lot of athletic ball players um but as the game went along maybe like the, in the 80s i kind of think they had i think i think the game decided to play kind of uh head guys athleticism on the court yeah you know, because I guess I can even guys with athletic. You laugh at me, like Gerald Wilkins for the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gerald, right now he'll get it back right now in, in his era. Gerald Wilkins, he will get it back. Not a oh, big, yeah. big bag, but he he will get it back. Absolutely, he will get it back. He will get it back. I can't even guys I think in the eighties who I think decided to play kind of caught it. Now I would juggle, other people juggle, juggle as far as like you can't oh, yeah, play because yeah. they were athletic enough, you know, so long. Um, that being said, I, I think. I think I think maybe the Kuzi era is y'all um Jesus talking about here, but yeah. like the 80s, I said nah. There's a lot of guys out there who's athletic, you know, I guess who athletic, who'll probably be uh getting a nice little back right now in this era. It's, it's open court, you know, there's so so spread out, extra steps, you can palm, all kind of stuff, man, you know. Yeah, so the only thing that would concern me somewhat about some of the guys from the 80s, because they definitely have I think physically they're stronger than these guys. That's one thing. Like these yes. guys are bigger, but they're definitely physically stronger because they were taking poundings and stuff in the '80s. But mm-hmm. the one thing that that would get is look, they would perform now better because they don't play defense. Whereas mm-hmm. if they actually play defense, I don't think a lot of players in the '80s had the ability to create their own shot like that to get to be able to dunk. It. Like, yeah. like that's true. Right, I got you. I got you on yeah. that. But because they don't play D, it wouldn't matter anyway. Like the minute mm-hmm. Dominique did a windmill in the first quarter, every other play after that, he'd probably do 16 windmills per game or something because they wouldn't even get in front. They just move. Right, move out the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just move out the way. So I do think, I don't think it's a good question. I think players that were great in any era could probably play all the way through in any time. I agree. 
That's how I feel. I think it's when it's role players, that's where it gets like a little different because depending on what time time frame it is, like you said, guys that can run and jump now would make money. Daryl Wilkins would be a three and D guy. He would, get, he would get a buy. Yeah. Yeah, you get a buy. Yeah. Whereas you got other guys that like like more specialized guys like Danny Ainge wouldn't get nothing. <laughs> he wouldn't get picked. He would be at the he wouldn't even get picked. You know, because even those guys that can shoot now, they're requiring more. Like, you, you can't just get out there and take set shots. You got to be able to shoot off the dribble. They want you to be able to at least stand in front of a guy. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the older guys that are, like, more so single, one-dimensional, like, I don't even know, like, in this era, could John Stockton survive? Yeah, John. He was a decent defender. At least. I mean, he was a decent defender, and he run the pick and roll. But could John Stockton get up in the cover down the cover with these young kids and wish him and, and compete in that that way? I, I think so. No, I think he no could get up and down the court, but I think Kevin Johnson would do better than he would. Yeah, his game, KJ's yeah. game, was and I think I think your boy, more. your boy, right now will probably get forty-two million dollars per year. Abdul Rauf, he's beginning. Yeah, without question. With his ability to shoot and take the ball off the dribble and handle it, he would be. Well, yeah, remember. Yeah. I'm sorry, cut you off. Utah Jazz, you had, they had, a, you had an up and down kind of offensive kind of play. It wasn't really a half court team. Utah Jazz, to my life, to my, I recall. I mean, half court, they do a little pick and roll, but they were yeah. wrong. But when they had Hornacek mm-hmm. and uh, another small fuck, I'm not throwing up there. Another small four they had, they were running, man. David Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was running, man. They was running. Carmelo was running fast breaks. And everybody yeah. moved, moved, moved out of his way. Like, they had a call. Do yeah, thing, I, you know? Yeah, the, the mailman. That's mm-hmm. what he was going to need. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the small forward, the guy who always uh, is recognized for the whole Jordan push-off thing. Or... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Russell, that. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. So, um, I think, them. but... But I think I think Stockton would, would, would more than have hold his own in this era for sure. I think I think he would, but I think they would want him to score. Like it's it's yeah hard. exactly. It's yes. hard to be on the court now and not be a guy. If you can't score on the court, it's tough for other people to score now because yeah. now they just leaving you alone. Like you know what, he ain't shooting. Let him score right. or by but, himself. Right. You know what? He he could score. Yeah, he can score. He, he, he can score. He can shoot. He can yeah. he can score. He can shoot. He can shoot. And I always say, first I always say, yo, try, try to score more. Be, be more selfish, man. But yeah. you know, that wasn't his game. It wasn't his game. game. You would, they would need him to score. It's, right. it's crazy because we talk about defense, but realistically now, it's not about stopping anybody. You got to be able to put points in the ball. You got to be right. able to put points up. Right. Because you, even even the best defensive team still gonna give up over a hundred points. Because the Celtics were tough on defense. They just couldn't, like, you can't stop everybody all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't they, they lost, I think, the Celtics due to, for one, I think, inexperience, and then Jason Tatum, man. I don't know what happened. He just didn't show up. Well, you know I don't know funny. if his Wiggins clamped him up, or I don't know what <laughs> it was, but Tatum wasn't the Tatum I was expecting, that's for sure. See, Tatum, Tatum to me, is kind of like an in-between player. What I mean by that, he's young. But he doesn't play like some of these young kids. Let me tell you why I say that. Because let's say you switch Tatum out with Miles Bridges, right? You might have won a championship. You know why? Because all those times that Tatum went in there and did that body up layup thing would have been people getting dunked on. 
because it's the same thing back to the you and finger roll. Dunk the basketball, bro. Don't go in there off of one foot trying to do this. Going off a two foot trying to do this. He'd have been on the free throw line half the time. But even his coach was saying you got to. They had to go to the basket stronger. They were going to the basket. Reminds me of a. He, he kind of reminds me of a young Carmelo. Even though I think Carmelo was finishing more in his, his you know, early days was finishing those with dunks. But just his overall game, I think, yeah. kind of like a Carmelo. Especially you got. And I Kevin love Melo. I don't know if that's good or bad for Tatum. Yeah, you got Kevon Looney down there. Like you really shouldn't be worried. Him and Draymond worried about any shot blocking. You should be taking it straight at him. You got to worry about him low bridging you. If well, anything, yeah, that that's you do. Pulling the shots down. Yeah. I think I think uh, in the first couple of games, Tatum missed a lot of buddies. Yeah, a lot yeah, of buddies. Yeah. He was getting to the basket. Yeah. I was, it was it was rolling out. I was just playing missing man. I, I, I think he wasn't finished. And then the free throws, he wasn't yeah, just two with him. I think missed two in a row. Missed yeah. two in a row. Missing three out of four at a long time. And I'm talking about when when you got up about 15 points in the first quarter. We was like, you know what? You got him. Should be up at least 20 or more. Yeah. But since you guys still have a 15 range, we're gonna come back and uh, make a game out of it. And what happened? He come back, play, yeah. play, play with his Tommy threes. Yeah, he did. In the first, yeah, what Clay was, he had a Tommy three the first three or four games, the first first three games. After that, got a more consistent, got, got a more hotter after that. So, but Boston had a chance, man. I mean, they had from the free throw line, missing bunnies, man, and the awful turnovers. It was, it was like oh, me yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. Like me going to a local park in my neighborhood, like going to her room, my own hood, just watching home boys just play. You know, a lot. Yeah, those, those kind of turnovers, man. Like, I mean, I come on, man. Only the good teams value, like, you know, life. I, I like them, so I'll use them. Teams like the Spurs, the Bucks, teams like with Doc Rivers close to Sixers, those teams value turnovers. Like, you're not going to play, Doc Rivers don't care who you are. You out there, ask James Harden, you out there throwing the ball away. You gonna come sit next to me, right? But they were just like they were playing, like you said, like it's an AAU tournament or something. Yeah, man. I mean, turnovers I seen that guy do was it made no, it made no sense. It, it made yeah. no sense. They made all. the game harder than it had to be. Didn't, uh, didn't, it didn't make no sense. Didn't Tatum break the record for turnovers? Yeah, in the playoffs or something. Yeah, got a hundred in the whole the whole entire playoffs. A hundred, a hundred turnovers, turnovers in what sixteen games or something. <laughs> In whole time, whole time, play a hundred turnovers, man. Yeah, because yeah. they, they think about it, they beat the Nets. What they swept the Nets, right? That's four. That's four. You went, you went to seven games, six games with the Bucks. I'm not quite sure. Six with the Bucks, I think. Okay, four. Yeah. That's, ten. That's ten. Right. Miami they, they went on five, right? Did Miami? Did Miami even win a game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. I think we five or six, I think, right? Yeah, I think that was six. So you figure that's that's 12-16, and this one's six. So 20 games, he had 100 turnovers. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's losing by five, five turnovers five a game. Games, turnovers a game. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, five turnovers a game. You look at teams like that's Like, I can't even put that on your dope guy at that point. No. You look yeah, at your personnel. Like, I, you can't take them out. I mean, you take them out, they really game over. Jalen Brown was turning, he looked better than Tatum, but he was turning that ball over too with some yeah. of his, you know, wild passes and stuff. As yeah. Much as they don't want to believe it. I mean, they love Marcus Smart. 
But um, realistically, when they took him out and put um, well, what's his name in White, uh, White, they actually were doing better because White he didn't turn the ball over that much. Like yeah. as crazy, like even if you put it this way, I'd rather you take a shot and miss than throw the ball away out of bounds or to you the. You know other. what it is too. In, in terms of that, I think Smart is obviously one defensive player of the year, which is debatable. But I think it's not debatable to say he's a hell of a defender. Yeah. But he takes a lot of gambles, too. Yeah. Because Derek White is just focused on staying in front of his man. Yeah. He's not out there gambling on all type of wild steals and stuff like that. So I think that's what's smart. Like, he was going for, like, a lot of reckless steals and stuff. Yeah. And then putting his team in a bad position. Because when he doesn't get that steal that he's going for. Five on four. Yeah, exactly. He's, like... It's hard to do that stuff against that. You go for these wild steals, you miss. Now he's open for a three. The crazy no matter thing. how you know deep out it may seem to the average uh, player, Steph, you go for that three, that still close to half court and miss. He can hit that from that that's, far out. You know, that's just not understanding who you're playing. We was just talking about Steph as possibly one of the ten greatest players of all time, and you think that you're gonna go out there and lock him up by trying to do. Through gamble steals and stuff. That just that's just mad Yeah, I mean, one thing, Derek White is a much better offensive player than Marcus Smart. And I, I like yeah. Smart. You know, I, I like him. I think he's one like, of the leaders of that team, but I don't I like, I like Smart when he's going to the rack and trying to trying yeah. to score by penetrating and making layups. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. shooting threes, nah. Play hero ball, no way. No, no, that's not who he is. But I, mm-hmm. I, a guy like Small strikes me as a guy who feels pressure. Like when Derek Dwight did well, he probably felt like he had to do something too. Yeah, because White played good the first three games. Yeah, yeah. I would take Smart on White played good for three games. Yeah. I would too. But of course, yeah. I would too. I think that's part of the problem with the Knicks is none of the, none of the guys on the Knicks have an edge to them. You know, what Smart is always on edge, and you need at least one or two of those guys but on your team. I'm Nobody you on your team has an edge. Thing. You're kind of soft. You can't have a roster of suckers. That's that's <laughs> yeah. I will tell you this: the guy that's tough is the guy that realistically, I might actually let this dude leave because I think the Sims kid is the dude that's not the sucker. There was in the, the tall, light-skinned dude that's built this house. He's strong. Nah, he's definitely not. a beast out there. He look like he's ready for a bodybuilding competition, but I don't know if he talks enough, if he's verbal enough. Uh, I've seen, seen people try to chest up with him and bump him, and I've seen him take his hand and physically move people and chuck him out of the way or something. The files mm-hmm. he gets and stuff that where it's like, yeah, this dude just physically threw a guy out of the way. Like, who like, on that team, if you think about it? And that's part of what scares me about the Jalen Brunson thing. Because yeah, I like Brunson. But yeah. Brunson, you know he's not going to play no defense, right? He's 6'1", 6'2". I think that might be with stilettos on, because I don't know if Brunson's 6'2". Did you see? Oh, he the definitely don't play no defense. I got to show you the picture when I find it again. You've seen the picture of him and Kelvin, so if he's 6'3", then Kelvin must be 6'2", or 6'3", because they're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think Brunson's no... And he, you know, I, again, I like him. I'm hoping yeah. we get him at this point because we done bargained so much to chase him around. Yeah. Um, but I think he he doesn't add that edge to the team. 
Brunson plays with a, a little tenacity, but I don't think he plays with that same tenacity on the defensive end. We need somebody who's playing like that on the defensive end. Yeah, I, I think... I Which think, goes back to our question earlier, the whole debate, would you go after Brunson or, or Murray? I personally like Murray a little more. If I had to choose, I would go with Murray. If they I'm a Brunson fan. Then I'm going with Murray. I'm a Brunson fan. I think I like what Brunson. they need to do in life is they need to scour people's benches, right? And trade some of them suckers they have for players. Like, realistically, why can't the Knicks have somebody like Bones Highland on the team? You, you understand what I mean? I or, think they do. His name is Emmanuel Quickly. I think yeah, Highland is just a bigger version of him, to be honest or, with you. Or why couldn't, why couldn't Pretty much. And get somebody like Jason Hart or something like that or whatever. Bring in guys like that. They go out there and they you get these guys that. That real nice and real subdued and stuff like, yeah, Alec Burks, yeah, he's going to give me 20 or something. But you know what? He's a nobody nobody cares guy or something. Alec Burks gives you 20. Nobody, half the time you watch the game, you're like, oh, he got 20? And that's the same, uh, like, I think RJ has that in him. His yeah. game is not mm-hmm. the prettiest, but I do think RJ is tough. I think that yeah, he's only what twenty years old. RJ be out there playing bully ball against grown men. You know, I see him backing down. So I think RJ has that type of you know tenacity yeah. in him. I think Obi may have that in him too if he could actually get on the court and Tibbs gives him some burn. I seen Obi. Obi will get you know. I think sometimes there if he has to. He's not you know some Anthony Mason. He's not that type of guy. But I think Obi has it in him. I just said Alec Burks. I think that's part of the reason why Kevin Knox didn't last over there, right? Cam Reddish, I like him, but he strikes me as another guy that's questionable in terms of that. I see mm-hmm. him. I see him play. I see him play against Hyde. that dude right there. He, he would be the worst if they let him play the way he plays. He would be the worst guy to talk to. Cam Reddish is one of those dudes that strike me like, like in the hood, the type of dude you got to piss off to get him started. Oh, you, you get Cam going. Once you get him over. started, you know, like Draymond Green with the mouth type of stuff. Once you get yeah, Cam mm-hmm. ready. But if you don't, if he doesn't get into that, then he's more than content with just, you know, running up and down the court and right. take his, his three here and there. That's why you laugh. That's why I look at some of these young teams and I give them credit and I think they're going to be really good. A team like the, the Hornets have nothing but all the players you're talking about. Cause you're not gonna go in there, and you're not gonna you're not gonna talk to Rozier anyway. You're not gonna talk to Melo anyway. Bridges is not having it. No, you could do that to Gordon Hayward. There's nobody else in that roster. Yeah, there's nobody else in that roster. Yeah, the Grizzlies. You're not going there. A tough young team. Yeah. What did John Morant tell? Yeah. What did John Morant tell um tell Draymond? See you on Christmas. And they, to be honest with you, until Morant got hurt. Which yeah, I don't think it was old. a dirty play. Yeah, uh, that was debatable. But I don't think uh, Pool hurt him. I don't think yeah. Pool play was what hurt him at all. But I think yeah. um, they were they were giving the, the Warriors some problems until yeah. until Moran got hurt. They might have beat him if Moran was healthy. But it's like you guys are both right. Well, that's what you need. You need that little that toughness and that edge. I, I mm-hmm. sometimes see like it seems like to me like a guy like Ram. They they manufacture it. You know what I mean? The guy who gets the basic dunk, who's pumping his fist and yelling and doing all this stuff, man, that's nice for a Gatorade commercial. But those dudes, those other nine dudes on the court don't respect you because they know that's not who you are. 
You know, like, yeah, Randall is not one of those dudes. Mitch yeah. is not really. Um, Evan Fournier, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know? And you don't need a whole team of those guys, but you need a few of them. But this is what you do. This is what the Knicks need to do. Trade Evan Fournier for James Booknight and put Booknight on that court and you'll get a whole different attitude. You need, a few, you need at least, you know, an enforcer or two, at least. Yeah, you need some dudes. Like, I was, a lot of those dudes on Memphis, they were better than what people thought. Like, if you redrafted some, I'm pretty much sure Desmond Bain would have went a lot higher than what he did. Because he was out there killing it. Yep. Yeah. He ended up getting injured, right? He yeah, he got it. In those yeah. last couple of games, his back, I think, was... Well, you know, they, got some of the, they, they had a chance against Golden State. They got some of the toughest guards they, that's out there. Between you got Morant, you got Jones, you got Bain, you got Dylan. Those dudes ain't backing down from nobody. I think, I, don't you think? Uh, I think the Pelicans have a, a team of those dudes too. With yeah, Herb Jones. Herb Jones and, you may not have heard of them, but those dudes right. are tough. Those yeah. dudes are tough. Yeah. The Knicks need the believe the Nets needed that too because they believe me. The toughest guys on the team was the two dudes we keep talking about. You wasn't gonna do it to Kyrie and you wasn't gonna do it to KD. Everybody else, you pretty much could like Draymond Green, the Happy Giant, not Draymond Andre Drummond, the Happy Giant, Seth Curry, and them don't want no part of nothing. You know they don't want that. Ben Simmons, we know he don't want nothing with nobody, whatever. So other than Kyrie and KD, they don't have nobody on that. Oh. Some of those guys, like Bruce Brown. He yeah, was, Brown yeah. is tough. Yeah, Bruce Brown is tough. Um, even the dude, even the young dude, Cam Thomas and those dudes, they a little little tougher <laughs> than the other guys. But Yeah, I think the Knicks, man. But I, I, I like Brunson. Brunson does have some tenacity on offensive and defensively. You know, Did you ever hear what Stephen A said? Even and that's what's scary about bringing him in for me, even though I like him. Um, as you bring him in, now you got a starting lineup of him, I would say. More than likely, Fournier again, right? Assuming they don't make any other trades. They just, obviously, we're going to trade somebody to clear up cap space, but I don't see yeah. anybody taking Fournier's contract. No. Um, the guy who I think will be traded in order to get Brunson would be Burks yeah. or Reddish, you know, which that yeah. need to It'll be Reddish. Because people want him more than they want. You know what the Knicks should look at in your life? Is this as crazy as it sounds? Maybe the answer is maybe instead of getting Brunson, they should use that room and bring in Collins. Because that would change the complexity. Ooh, Collins? From Atlanta. You talking about John Collins? Yeah, bringing John Collins. I would have swapped John Collins with, um, I think we do need a point guard, but I would have swapped John Collins with uh with Randall at you know one point. Well you think of it this way, John Collins is only because he's tough, I would say. Well Randall's he's tough. definitely tough. He's definitely he'd be the best interior defender on the Knicks right now. None of them shot block shots like Collins. He's probably the third the third best three point shooter and by far the the best athlete on the team on the Knicks today if they have him. But what about like in terms of uh, Brunson and Murray. Why is the Spurs looking to trade Murray to begin with? Because they got dude is young, so you can't even say he doesn't fit the timeline. Got, Twenty-five years old. They got six hundred guards. You know, you got Josh. Granny, he's young. Potential yeah. Josh Primo is going to come in. You know, they, they don't want to pay him. They don't want to pay him because right now he's got like 
Plus, too, I, I hate to say it, I really think it has something to do with um, LeBron and them. That Maverick Carter stuff. They like. Oh, he's nobody, one of their clients? Yeah. Nobody's oh, going to get held yeah. over the barrel no more where I'm not playing if you don't give me this money and I'm, I'm going to get you. Nobody's getting duped. We're going to get this dude $22 million a year and then he's going to be like, I don't like the direction the team's going. That's so, Murray, man. Murray, Murray's a beast. Yeah. On both ends of the court. Well, mm-hmm. listen, I, I'm going to be happy to make that deal for John Collins when we get him on the Spurs and have Murray for John Collins. We will meet. We'll just sign Lonnie Walker back because he's because he's a free agent. And with him, they got it, it. Probably will be Primo. You're right. It'll probably be Primo. The, 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 and yeah, it'll be the next guy to step in. I guess they yeah. got him pretty high. Mm-hmm. Young. But I don't think they're ready. Like I think with Collins, I, they also looking to trade the other dude too. And I, I wouldn't mind getting rid of him either. But um, Potal, yeah, he's oh, certainly yeah. a good button. <laughs> I mean, I talking he, about him, him and Kevon Looney is the same guy. Like, Kevon Looney, these proto guys, their service. That reminds me of back when, remember when Stephen A used to talk about Rasha and Osterovich? Rasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying they were looking to get rid of Keldon Johnson. No. Like, were they having a fire sale over there? No, no. That's your life. They really want to keep Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, Primo, and they like the Vassell kid. They like those four guys. And they, they, they not, they are right with, um, the dude that they got from Portland that's always hurt. I think his name is Zach Collins or something. Yeah. Yeah, he, like you say, he's always hurt. He got yeah. down, but he's... But they're not giving this dude, Proto, he's out there looking for 20-plus million a season. No way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think my eight and struggling to get that. Yeah. So you got Jakob Proto talking about he won a four-year deal for 80 million? Nah, come on, bro. I wouldn't even give him 15. So you know what you do? You trade. You get rid of them. <laughs> I wouldn't even get him. I wouldn't get him the four for forty. Whatever that Mitch is trying to get. Yeah, he's, he's better than Mitchell Robinson. No, no, that's the problem. <laughs> and nobody else is in the organization. So they like, you know what? Rather than have these problems, we just trade them. Let them go. I give up all those conditional picks if I'm the Knicks for because supposedly the Spurs won three first rounders. They're not yeah. getting three first rounders without them being like pick well, swaps. You know what they would have to do? Pick. There's no way. If the Knicks signed Mitchell Robinson back to a reasonable deal and put him with the picks, they would do the deal. Because yeah, he would I, be a media starter. They would do that. I would give up those conditional picks. Yeah, they would take the conditional picks and Mitchell Robinson for Murray. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in the Dallas pick too if you want it. I, I think that's going to be a late first round the next year. I think they just got to come back with a big player. It's not it's not just the picks. They need to come back with somebody that can play power forward or center. And it, have to, it would have to be Mitchell Robinson. Because they're not taking Chris, you know, they're not taking um, taking Sims. They'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I give you Mitch to get bring back Murray. We need a point guard in New York. I, at this point, right. I, don't care. Well, I think Murray will Murray. be. But it has to be a, a significant jump, I would say. It has to be Brunson, Murray. We ain't getting Mitchell, but you throw him in there, right? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, somebody like that. Don't. And he's not bad, but don't come tell me Tyus Jones is the next guy so, we're bringing in because we might as well just get quickly the keys then. You know, laugh. What scares yeah. me about a team like the Knicks is that the Knicks fall in love with numbers. Like they don't, they look at some analytics, but they look at they look at the pick, they look at the player and not the numbers and the fit. So I can see a team like the Knicks if they didn't get Brunson, bringing in some fool like Sexton, 
who would not work out at all. Yeah, he's not a winning. He's not a. He's not he's a talented, winning, but he's not a winning player. He can get numbers, but you you bring him in like, yeah, we got talent. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't think, translate. To me, I think the Knicks, this regime, this version of the Knicks management, they seem to look at who they what have relationships with. Yeah, whether you're going to come to Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those. So uh, you, you better be prepared. You might end up with one of them, Tyus Jones or whatever his name is. And I have no, I like Tyus Jones, but don't come trying to sell me after you gave up the 11th pick on Tyus Jones being my starter. <laughs> well, they might be. Even as a stopgap, I don't want him. You know what the Knicks should have did that they didn't think about the heads did back? When they made that deal with Detroit, they should have asked for that other dude, that other point guard. It's not Kira Lewis, but the other dude that they had. I'm um, not too crazy about him either, though, to be honest with you. Killian Hayes? Yeah, Killian Hayes. At least you could see, you know, see where he's at is better than nothing. Because if you don't get Brunson now and you don't trade for Murray, you got nothing. Like, I, in order for me not to give quickly the keys, I got to see somebody who's hands down better than him. I think Murray and Brunson is hands down right now today better than quickly. I'm not giving that. You like, I'm not giving the keys to Killian Hayes over over quickly. I think McBride is better than quickly. A lot of people will debate that, but I'm going to tell you right now. McBride is definitely a better defender. He's definitely a better shooter. He's more athletic than quickly. And quickly, neither one of them this is the part that's the problem. Neither one of those guys is going to average more than three and a half assists. <laughs> and the problem that the Knicks have is they got the super ball stopper. So... You need somebody in there that has the confidence to say, listen, Julius, you go over there, I'll get you the ball. You don't want him like, I'm even concerned, like you said, with Brunson and the fact that is Brunson going to come in and just chuck the ball and we're going to watch Randall bring the ball up the court while Brunson stands on the side? If they don't I get think the right Brunson, guy, I think Brunson's going to come in if he, you know, we get him. I think he's going to come in, he's getting $25 million or whatever it is we're going to end up paying him. He knows he has all his backing, right? Tibbs is behind yeah. him and all, all those relationships and stuff. So I, I don't think he's necessarily going to come in trying to be the man. But I think he's going to come in definitely not playing the back seat. Let's yeah. put it that way. You going to lie? I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Hold on, 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 hold on. Kenyatta, you yeah. said McBride's a better shooter than quickly? Yeah. yeah. I think quickly's definitely a better shooter. If anything else, McBride may have him. You sure? He's a shooter. Well, McBride ain't gonna get an opportunity on the big team, but I guarantee you this. I think I think McBride's spot is probably done after they assuming this guy that they just drafted doesn't get hurt because that guy is a hell of a defender from Duke. Oh, and he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he can shoot. Kind of like a Lou Dort, right? That guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He can shoot too. So I, I think you right you know, now, McBride's spot that. on the team may be in question because McBride was kind of like. We were bringing him along as that pesky defender, but this dude is a bigger version. You know, he, so if I'm I don't the Knicks know. and they just got those picks and stuff, you need to go for the gusto. As much as people don't want to hear it, take RJ, take those picks, take Quentin Grimes, and ship them to Portland for Damian Lillard. Forget about all of this, this Brunson and playing around with it and stuff like that. I tell you who ain't gonna bow down to Julius Randle, Damian Lillard. He comes I'm in there, but right off the top, right off the top, Randall will know who the number one option is if Damian Lillard's on that team. It won't be I any think, debate, argument, or anything. I think either way, 
my personal opinion is either way we gotta stop we gotta decide whether we're rebuilding or, <laughs> or we're you know trying to win now I think yeah. that's the biggest problem when you have Tibbs as your coach you would think win now but yet we still have like we're, we still have all these young players right so if we're going yeah. with Tibbs and continuing along with him and then like you said, start trading some of these young dudes away yeah. along with these picks and just bring in legitimate yeah. veterans. If I don't personally think we should go that route, but commit to it. Commit yeah. to one of these routes. If you so, commit to the rebuilding route, you got to get rid of tips. But you to got to commit to something. To, to me, I think about this. I think realistically, think of it this way. Can you tell me after you see in Sims play, right? Can you tell me one minute that Noel should play over Sims or Gibbs? Noel shouldn't even be on the team at this point. So both of those guys right on the top. You trade, you sign Mitchell Robinson back, you got Sims. That's your sentence. That's it. Nobody else. Don't go, oh, they got this old guy and he could do this and do this dumb Paul Millsap route and bring in Blake Griffin and all these retreaded, resided dudes like the Nets. Don't do any of that. Commit to those guys. Power forwards. You got you got Julius and I don't even see another one on the roster. Obi should right be now, a it's Obi, but Obi getting shitted on playing yeah. the game. He should be playing more than that. Obi should be backing up both four positions. He should be the backup behind RJ and Randall. You put RJ at the three, not because not because he can't play the two. I'm still not sold on his ball handling ability and the fact that oh this guy had me laughing. Stephen A said between Julius Randall. Brunson and RJ, you might as well put an electric fence on the right side of the court because <laughs> none of those guys can go right. None of them. I think RJ improved with his right hand. You know, Randall did. hasn't, but I think uh, RJ got a lot better with his right hand. No, I think he did, but I still, I still don't see him as a two guard. Like he's not the guy that if you bottle Brunson up, I want him bringing up the ball with pressure on him. Marcus Smart, that stuff you talking about with with um, Curry, he'd be done picked RJ's pocket every other time. Mm-hmm. So. I don't see him as like like uh, the guy that can spell a point guard or something. At least not at this point. I don't know. I don't even think he's that point guard on the roster right now. RJ, I think RJ is kind of like a point forward. I don't know if he could bring it up all game long. Yeah. You know, forty minutes plus a night. I don't know if he's ready to do all that. But I think RJ could run the point forward. He did it in high school and college. I would have, I would have liked it if the Knicks would have tried to get somebody like, like who knew that Portland was going to trade C.J. McCollum. That would have been, a, that would have been a hell of a guy to bring in for the Knicks, a guy like McCollum or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to commit to, we're trying to win now. If not, he would have just been another guy getting in R.J.'s development. Like realistically, RJ, everybody looks, R.J. looks at himself as being wanting to be in those, those K.D. molds. You know who should look at? Believe it or not. Look at a guy like Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is not overly flashy, but he knows what he can do, and he does what he can, and he's really good at it. So, like, I couldn't, like, some of those plays you see some of these other guys making, people got to understand these are generational players, so RJ's not going to be this guy. I think RJ should be looking at, uh, like, uh, Jimmy Butler or somebody like that. Yeah. With a little bit more aggressiveness in his offense, let's say. yeah, don't be Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler sometimes. With but that, when like, Jimmy Butler's aggressive, you know. That's another guy. I'm he's a superstar when he's aggressive. 
That's another guy that's robbing the money. We got a whole bunch of people in the league robbing teams or something. Oh, when I want to be aggressive, I'm going to score points. Other than that, I'm going to take Playoff Jimmy, you know, as a problem. Yeah, playoff Jimmy. Don't worry. Until he gets to the playoffs, though, he's kind of load management now. And... Yeah, the whole season. We gonna, Don't worry. We're going to get there. We're going we gonna to be the sixth seed. We'll make it. And then all of a sudden, I'll turn it on and we'll but win. I think he should be looking at Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, right? Leonard's game isn't flashy. No. He could jump. He's athletic, I would say, yeah. Leonard. But he's not. He's going, you know, yeah. get to his spots. and. Yeah, exactly. Even with Paul George. Paul, Paul George is athletic and he's yeah. you know has a little... Sh- craftiness to his game with the handle but look at those type of guys yeah he's got it like like i think the next thing is understanding the in-between game i think that's where like some of these guys make them the best like Kawhi knows when to go all the way to the basket and when to pull up a lot of guys get caught up with either taking threes or they going all the way to the basket they don't know that in-between part yet the thing think about it this way like John Morant did his thing, right? John Morant, yeah. I would say, is ahead of RJ. He averaged yeah. 20, 25 points, whatever is 24 points. RJ averaged 20 points with Julius Randle in his way. <laughs> John Morant brings the ball up and shoots whenever he wants. Yeah. RJ can't do that. RJ spent half the first half of the season standing in the corner. I will say this. Finally, bro. by All-Star break, he had enough and said, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to take over this team. And I think he did. I if you get Randall out of the way and give the keys yeah. to RJ, you're not going to win right now, but he's going to get you 25 a night, I would say, 24, 25. No, I think RJ's a good player. Oh, he can get you 18, I would say, if you but give when him the touches. He when, you look at it, when you look at it and you look at the whole thing, even coming out of college, people could when you see a man jump over another human, you do John Morant was probably going to be a generational type of player or something because people just don't do that. So, RJ, you knew was going to be good because he he wasn't the only the problem with RJ is whether he was going to be able to bully ball people in the NBA because that's his game. <laughs> so far, that's the that's the crazy part. Yeah. So far, he's doing it. Yeah, dude is only twenty years old, so I mean, he's not going to get stronger. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but he might hit what I call the Canada Plateau. <laughs> Whatever, all them dudes from Canada get to the same point. Like he could be Wiggins. Or whatever. Right now, Wiggins, think about it. Wiggins, once he found himself in the right position, now everybody's loving Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, again. no, I'm not saying it's bad, but you're not going to pay Wiggins max money. But so. I think the difference between RJ and at least that old version of Wiggins is the yeah. mentality. I yeah. think RJ, RJ, I think he... Well, he wants know, to be a star, so that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, he's tough. He always I the guy he that wants to be a star. RJ. Just that he's playing with probably one of the most greedy guys in the league. So. I think the Knicks have a lot of young talent. Like, I think quickly, you don't think quickly can get you 15 points? No, I think he can you get give the him touches. I think he can get the points. I just don't think he's a good fit for the Knicks because you got nobody passes the ball. Even RJ. That, that's, the problem. that's the problem with quickly, I would say, is he don't can get you 15, but it needs to be off the bench as like a six. Yeah, yeah, he can't start because he don't pass either. Like, I don't even know, like, even looking at Brunson. I don't know how much Brunson passed. I was looking at him, like, he can score, but the Knicks problem, the Knicks can score points. I mean, you got Grimes, you got tons of people on the Knicks that can score. It's not, I don't think the Knicks have a problem with scoring points. But you know what? They have a problem with getting, of being efficient with the way they score. You know what? I'm thinking that because other dudes can't. 
Brunson can get into that paint and create. Yeah, he power. can do that. He can definitely and do that. Quickly can get into the paint, but he gonna go with the wild floater. You know. Yeah. I think he has well, to work he, in that mid range game. But you know Brunson what is? is gonna get in there and cause havoc. I would say. That's and he's good with those kickout passes to the corner. That's that's a strength thing. He just doesn't have as much strength as. Um, yeah, that's what I think it is. Brunson has, you know. Brunson's always been a physical offensive yeah, player. You go back to his college days, that was his game. Yeah, he just doesn't have this guy just doesn't have the strength. I think quickly, like I think when I look at quickly, I look at guys like Lou Williams. And yeah, stuff he's like a good six man. Quickly can get you, you know, I think 15, yeah. 16 points off the bench. Just don't look for him to facilitate. Yeah, you, the Knicks need somebody that yeah, they can get four they the Knicks need somebody that's gonna get seven assists. They need a, at least a seven assist person. Which is why I thought this guy, but he's too passive. We need somebody who can get in there and actually score, too. I thought when Lonzo Ball was a free agent, he would have been a good fit. I think he would have been a good fit. He would have. Well, I don't know. If Lonzo Ball is healthy, he still might be available. He might become he a probably problem. is available. I'm just yeah. now scared of his injury, you know. Yeah. He Supposedly might. now they're claiming that his, his, he's recovering well, but that could be because they're looking to trade him. Yeah, that could be it too. What about uh, I don't know about handing the keys to him, but this guy's another young talent over there, Kobe White, right? He's I'm sure available. But to me, put a somebody as a substantial upgrade. If I'm not gonna give the at least quickly, you know, an opportunity, they need a obvious upgrade to him. I would say. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I look, I look at the, the what's his name? I do think the Knicks are going to be better. I think they get better a little bit easier. Even though they took a step back, I think it's more not so much a talent thing. I think it's an identity thing. At least last year was. I think yeah, the talent is there. Tibbs isn't, Tibbs isn't using it right. He's not, I mean, realistically. He's playing five minutes a game. While Alec Burks is playing 28 minutes a game. You know, Fournier playing 30-something minutes a game. Listen, you look Black at Golden Ryan's State playing 18 minutes a game. Golden State didn't help. Golden State did not help the Knicks. What I mean by that is Kaminga and them stack glued to the bench where you had guys like Otto Porter and Equal Dollar going in. So right now, in Tibbs' mind, he's like, see, you guys got to see. The veterans are the guys that get you through it. That's, that mentality is, only works if you got superstars. If the, yeah, if you had Curry and play and stuff too, yeah, you could, you could do that too. The one thing that's going to be, either way, I think this is going to play out early next season in terms of the next direction. Because I think even if we get Brunton and it ain't going well, I think Tim's going to get fired. He's going to be the first guy to go because that's usually before yeah. management, you know, gets fired, right? They usually get rid of the coach. Yeah. So Tim's will be out by all-star break if they're struggling, no matter who they bring in at the point or whatever they do. They're going to hire Steve Nash because he's going to be gone. I thought we should have, to be honest with you, I thought we should have brought in uh, the dude that got who left the Nets, Atkinson. Well, he but now him. after what he did, it's kind of I wasn't much with him. Yeah, he went yeah, out solid. But that other dude that Charlotte out on like Twitter or something like that that he was backing out of his agreement, right? Yeah, this dude is not bad though. The dude that Charlotte just had, I don't even know why they really got rid of him. Unless oh yeah, Rago, Yeah, I, think I don't he know. Was good. He was good. Let me ask you this, since we're talking about the Knicks, right, with all these assets and whether they should have pursued, gave up the farm for, for Ivy, 
Didn't the Knicks have the opportunity supposedly to do the same thing for LaMelo Ball and refuse to do it? Yeah. Yeah, because nobody thought LaMelo was going to be this LaMelo this soon. So supposedly they could have threw in through the farm, and I thought he would have been the perfect fit for them. You know the problem with the Knicks is this, is that they they still haven't adapted to the new way the NBA is. The NBA is really about a couple of superstars, their friends, and guys who can shoot. So until you come to the realization that is, I hate to say it, that the name on the back of the uniform now is actually more important than the name on the front of the uniform. They still think, well, we the Knicks and the coach runs the team. Uh-uh. No. It's Those three-star dudes you get on the team that like each other, that want to play, and the shooters around them, they run the team. It's a right now, league, so until we get one, we're going to continue to I'll give you a perfect example. Right now, if Kyrie Irving and KD went to management and said, you know what, I'll take this shorter deal and all this stuff will go away if you fire Steve Nash. Guess who'll be fired tomorrow? Yeah. So the Knicks, they don't the Knicks still don't understand. They think the coach controls the team. And maybe for the Knicks he does. But I guarantee you, like a Taylor Jenkins, you think he tells John Morant and he runs the listen, you all gotta stick to this strict thing to do. And if you don't run this play, I'm sitting you down and job. If you miss a defensive assignment, he'll be fired tomorrow if he does. The crazy thing, though, is in addition to that, in terms of Tibbs, Tibbs is obvious when he's playing favorites. Like, yeah. Randall's out there doing that spin move, turning the ball over all game long. <laughs> and Obi Toppin makes one mistake and he's pulled. Well, you know, same thing with Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, you guys really don't understand why the real reason the Knicks lost. If y'all want to hear it, I'll tell you. Derrick Rose was out for the season. If Derrick Rose was there, that was it. Yeah, Derrick Rose, see, that's, that's, like you said, that's the difference. When Derrick Rose is on the court with Julius Randle, Derrick Rose is still the man. He's controlling what they do on the offensive end. That's because Derrick Rose, even in, even in his lesser self, Derrick Rose still sees himself as a superstar. So in Derrick Rose's mind, which is true. He still has more talent, even you know, being yeah. injured than, than those dudes. If I'm Derrick Rose and I'm on a team with Julius Randle or any of these dudes, I'm like, yeah, dude, you dudes never been where I was, and you guys probably will never be where I was. So all that huffing and puffing you doing to these dudes, I don't even want to hear it. Like, come on, dude. Derrick Rose, man, he, I, I don't know. Derrick Rose is that dude. Yeah. Supposedly, he has a connection with Jalen Brunson, right? Yeah. So. I think Derrick I think he'll help. Well, how do we even know the status of Derrick Rose right now? Because I haven't heard anything about Derrick Rose. That's another thing. Um, is we got to get Leon Rose to actually talk to the media, right? He's doing, he's making the same mistakes that the past regimes have made, right? Mm-hmm. Bill Jackson and all these guys. It's the same story. Yeah, nobody even knows where Derrick Rose is. I think Derrick Rose deserves to be traded to a winner, or at least a team that's competing. I tell you what, you gonna laugh? I believe Derrick Rose. And if not, is send them home. Send them to Chicago. If yeah. not, I can tell you this: Derrick Rose, in no way, shape, or form, I tell you what team he does not want to play for. The L.A. Lakers. They probably could use him or would like him. him. But Derrick Rose is not Russell Westbrook. So Russell Westbrook, they could sit there and bicker with him and sit like a baby on the end and not talk to him. 
Derrick Rose, you said to say the wrong thing, and you'll be hearing about fights in the locker room. I think Derrick Rose, to be honest with you, even this version of Derrick Rose is better than Westbrook. Did you hear what Russell Westbrook not, said you know. um, to Skip Bayless? Told yeah, him, the Westbrook yeah, thing? Yeah, don't say nothing that you won't say in my face when you see me on here. <laughs> yeah, he's too caught up in all that stuff and actually working on his jump shot. Yeah, don't say nothing. But you know what? They knew what they were getting. Ain't these the same guys that turned down getting, um, who, who they turned down to get Russell Westbrook? Buddy Hill. Oh, they, um, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan, Buddy Hill. DeRozan would have worked out better from a, like, personality standpoint, but his game wouldn't have meshed too well either because he don't shoot threes. LeBron needs somebody on the perimeter. He needs, but he needed Buddy Hill on the DeRozan. Plus, too, DeRozan is a mid-range assassin, so he would have been trying to, he would have been clogging up, you know, LeBron's driving lanes because LeBron ain't looking to shoot. DeRozan strikes me as the type of guy, too, that if things ain't working, he don't, he, he just gonna, he, one of the people that check out, it's all right, well, you know what? This has the Spurs, right? Yeah. Like completely different play on the Bulls than he did on the Spurs. He mm-hmm. checked out on the Spurs. Yeah. He was still, you know, feeling upset about the Toronto yeah. trade when he was on the Spurs. So he went out there, went through the motions. He was okay. He wasn't bad. He, you know, was a happy camper. They didn't break waves. And then, listen, I'm just here. I don't look bad. I don't look great. I'm good. But, yeah. Pretty much. I don't think to I don't as far as playing with LeBron too, whatever. I, that's something I want to talk about too. Is do you guys think that was something that um players really want to play with LeBron? Because when Mike and all these people we talk about these top ten players, I never once hear fans or media say, "Listen, they got to go play with you one. Oh, they got to go play with this guy. Why is everybody enamored with getting LeBron James more players to play with him? Like. What is the deal here? Like, okay, if LeBron James is so great and he's the greatest, why is it that everybody's trying to give him Kyrie, give him this guy, give him that guy? What is he? He's the greatest. We, we, he's a terrible GM. LeBron is a terrible, he's a, you know, one of you the ones. You ever hear somebody say, listen, uh, Kevin Johnson's going to be a free agent. Let's give him to Michael Jordan. Let's or it, let's, let's get. You know, Penny Hardaway wants to get traded. Let's trade him to trade him to the Knicks. You never heard none of that stuff because people just didn't do that. They actually competed with each other. They wasn't out there trying to let's see if we could get LeBron more chips. Dude, that's still not gonna make him better than Jordan. Jordan, I tell people all the time, how many championships did Jordan lose that he played in? Zero. Six and no. Guess what? Elijah wants to be happy too, because if he wouldn't have been baseball, he'd have been yeah, eight. He might have won those two. Yeah, he'd have won those two, eight and zero. And if the Bulls wouldn't have got rid of Scottie Pippen, he might have been ten and zero. So you can't really compare it that way. Like, oh, we can, LeBron could win another chip if he gets Kyrie. Yeah, and I'm pretty much sure if Anthony Davis comes back to the the, the Nets and they keep Kyrie, they could win a chip too. You make all these like fantasy lineups and stuff. Of course people could win. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'd be like, yeah, Kyrie and KD want to go as a package deal somewhere. I don't even, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, 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 two. All you got to do is have 90 million in cap space to get it done. So you want to answer the money? Kyrie. 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 Kyr
the Knicks to trade everybody except for Julius Randle. Kyrie, Kyrie will convince KD to take the vet minimum to do it. Yeah, we can go over here. I'll get the max. You take a vet minimum and then re-up next year. KD will follow along. <laughs> Maybe we could rebuild OKC. All we got to do is get these guys out of there. If I'm KD and I really want to get out of there, I'm choosing where I want to go. You know what? Send me to Miami or something. You know, I, he's going to try to choose if Kyrie walks. It's just that yeah. he, don't have, he don't have any leverage. Miami's a good look. do it out of respect for him. If I'm, if I'm KD, Miami's a good look. Like, hey, listen, you can have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Oladipo, all these assorted bums and some picks. I'm going to go down there and run with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler and um, what's out of bio, out of bio, or something. We, I, I do that. If he's Kyle Lowry, leave. yeah. If he's gonna leave, it better be, you know, to a contender. Yeah, and mess around and trade him someplace and, and mess up the whole league. Or oh, we, we felt that Michael Porter Jr. could be official, so we traded him to Denver with 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 Jokic and um Jamal Murray and a whole sorted other players. Like, come on, dude. Did you really just make Yoki's Aaron Gordon, Durant, and Jamal Murray on the same team? But the NBA is like that. They like when you trade, you're just looking for picks and young players. Yeah, we got Michael Porter and Bones Highland in the deal. And four first round picks. <laughs> Meanwhile, first man, round is that yeah. not amount to anything. Nothing. Meanwhile, Dem was like, yep, and now we probably got the West for the next five years. Just think about it. OKC been playing that draft pick game for for how long? Like, I like Sam Presti, but he's been playing that draft pick game for how long without ever cashing in or, you know, they're not progressing. I'm going to tell you right now, you know what's even more scary? Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Moses Moody, and Wiseman will get you Kevin Durant back on the Golden State Warriors right now. You don't even got one of those guys you can take out. You take, you give them Wiseman, give them Wiggins, Wiseman, and Poole, and you got that deal done. And KD, that's how we do it. If Kyrie is, you know, I think Golden State would do it too. Golden State would do it because it fits their timeline too. Like, listen, we could, we probably got four or five automatics off of this. You I put them back together for KD, and you keep either Kaminga or you keep one of them, Wiseman or Kaminga. But if you just drafted that other kid, they'll win. They'll they'll win for the next three or four years. I wouldn't be surprised. And he would go I back. I would do it, assuming everything falls yeah. through with Kyrie. And why not get the Nets? I'm sure Golden State will look into it. I heard Atlanta. Atlanta. What is Atlanta going off for though? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They had the offers. Trey Young. Like you said, John Collins. Somebody will take him. Yeah. But he's no hot commodity. Where it's like, oh, I, I gotta could, get John Collins. I can see Charlotte trying. We'll see. They have to start with like Gordon Haywood or whatever. And KD is not gonna come back probably unless you keep Miles Bridges. So if you got Lamelo, Miles Bridges, KD, whatever, you'd have to get. But realistically, the trade for Kevin Durant. It's going to have to be something where people feel like he's not going to play for the Nets and they're going to have to get a fire sale deal or it's going to be someplace that he doesn't want to go because you're not going to just give him away and he's not going to just go anywhere. So Plus, that's the thing, you know, when you trade for these guys, that 
it's nice on paper fantasy league is something where it's like oh Lamelo, look how these guys played if you just add kd but kd's yeah. gonna come in and change the dynamics of that team entirely like Lamelo's yeah. not gonna be the same Lamelo. no when you add kd into the mix you, now you got to take the ball out out of Lamelo's hands and yeah it could lead to you know more success than they had but it's definitely not going to be the same when you add a guy like Kevin Durant to your roster unless it's a veteran team like Golden State it'll continue on like a well yep. machines I think it'll Miami, do well in Miami, Miami too yeah like yeah but when you add him to these young type of up and coming you add him to the to the Atlanta Hawks let's say Trey Young ain't gonna be Trey that same type of Trey Young he just can't be I heard something crazy that that if he was available, that the Celtics would be interested. I don't know what they could trade, but where the hell is he going? You going to have Tatum, Durant, and well, one of them I have to go. It won't yeah, be Tatum. It'll be Brown. It'll be Jalen Brown. I'm yeah, sure. it'll be Brown. I love Tatum over there. Yeah, but I mean, you got Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. That'll be tough. That'll be real tough. I don't know if it's, I, I, it sounds good. You know, given that Boston's made the finals, so you swapping Jalen Brown with KD. Yeah. But I don't know. If that's a championship team. I think he's made it without him, so maybe. Yeah, you might need another basketball though. Well the one thing about KD, he's a, he's more he's more efficient than a lot of these guys with his scoring too. So he's not usually taking twenty five shots and stuff unless he has to. Plus KD is he's not old but he's getting up there in age so if i'm a young team i, I don't know like because it's going to impact your your timeline so now you bring in kd you switch automatically to win now mode if you bring him to orlando magic or something yeah <laughs> if you bring them to charlotte right it becomes win now so some of these guys you are developing you might as well just trade them that you know the you know the craziest thing about somebody like kd is that i don't even know if he necessarily would care where he got traded he might just want to play basketball. Because I was watching something with David Letterman. You know how they do those interview things? He was like, listen, you know, I don't need to win again to define who I am. I, I want to play basketball. He's like, I like the feeling. And if I get that feeling again, that's great. But I think he, he seems like he's in, which is what led him to the Nets. He's in that mode of, I just want to play with my boys or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So who's his next closest friend? You know, since the Kyrie thing didn't work out, you got to start looking around. Is he cool with Dame or? He might be thinking about where he wants to buy a house. You know, and I always wanted a house in Miami. Who's the next dude he's cool with? Because that's where he may end up. You gonna laugh? I think if he had his choice and it wasn't necessarily about winning, he probably would go to Washington. You get a chance to go home. Yeah, he's from PG County. Yep, he probably would go to Washington. But I don't know if the Nets going to take Kyle Kuzma and Thomas Bryant. <laughs> Good KD. Yeah, Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Caldwell Pope and Denny Ajivia or whatever. But I don't think that gets the deal, though. Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert and 27 first-round picks. Like, listen, the Nets have acquired 10 first-round picks every other year between now and 2040. See, that's what I, in terms of that, if if I'm the Knicks, I would have threw a bunch of pick swaps at uh at these dudes for Ivy. Because right? more than likely, just throw two or three pick swaps. But I, I wouldn't give you all my picks, right? But the pick swaps, <laughs> at least I'm getting your pick back, right? And my yeah. pick more than likely is going to be 
worse than yours because I'm the Knicks, right? So I'm going to be the Nets gonna lose in these deals anyway, because what's gonna happen is remember when the Nets made these deals and they traded away their picks to get Kevin Durant in them. The expectation was that that was gonna be a pick in the late twenties to begin with. Without Kevin Durant, Kyrie, you might be talking about you just gave away lottery picks. Yeah, you gave away lottery picks now, and James Harden no yeah. longer right. Yeah, you, you gave away lottery picks. Now you trading these dudes. Mm-hmm. So you get rid of them, you trade all your picks, so you got lottery picks. You got to get picks back now. Yeah, you got to rebuild. You got to rebuild. And the, the only way to get value is to trade with bum teams. So you're going to have to I may to trade this dude, Randall. too, if I go that route. If there's no Kyrie and KD, I might get rid of Ben Simmons, too. Oh, yeah. You know what? I might. You wouldn't build around him, Ben Simmons, by himself. You know what? I might trade Ben Simmons to Portland. For Damian Lillard, if that take that deal, and have Damian Lillard would pay me. You guys, you guys doing real good until that comes right. If I'm Portland, I may consider it, not because he's better than Dame, but like Portland just drafted Shade, Shade and Sharp, right? Yeah. you are you not co-signing Ben Simmons for Lily? Yes or no? <laughs> if you That's it, man. No, don't don't give me no, don't give me no di- dialogue, man. Yes or no? Are you co-signing with family over there to trade Ben Simmons for Lily straight up? Who's not doing that trade? Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, man. Let Kenyatta stay in the island by himself with that with that trait right there. Don't 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 join him, man. That island by over there, man. Let me let me Gilligan, man. Come on, man. Ben Simmons for David Lillard, man. Come on. Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas. If you give me, if you give me some more, I might do it. Not straight up. But the reason why I say that is Portland. <laughs> right, Portland just got Jeremy Grant, right? So now you got yeah, right. Jeremy Grant, Damian Lillard. Where's you that got team Jeremy going? Jeremy Grant at the small, Ben Simmons at the power. And you got Anthony Simmons at the point now. You got Shaden Sharp at the two. All you need to do is give it a David Lillard. Like, I think Portland is one of those teams that they, they're trying to avoid a rebuild, but they need to do it. They need to just you know what? They got to be honest with themselves. The only reason they're not going to make the deal is because the only way they're going to put behinds in the seats is by having Damian Lillard there. Nobody want to see them other people. You know, Portland. Portland's not known for having an engaging fan base. So I, don't, I don't know. They they may be willing to Portland wait. Portland needs KD. Portland needs to get KD with Jury. Jury and Simon and Lillard. Incorrect. Yeah, if they pull that off, I would Shane love to Sharp. see it, you know. Portland gonna have to give out seven. Shane Sharp, give them the next six round of draft picks in the first round. Then nobody won not somebody. Somebody. Little. somebody. Little and Jason Hart. Somebody. Jason <laughs> Hart. Might as well try to send them Jeremy yes, Grant, right? You just got yes, him. Man. You might as well dump them. Yes, it, man. They need KD. And they ain't trying to let it for Ben Simmons. Guy ain't haven't played in three years, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, that dude got no value, man. Cam Thomas and Joe Harris is done. I would Damon love to Lillard. see uh, KD over there uh, with Dan. Yeah, that would be good luck. If we keep uh, Jeremy Grant and, and the big man and our young kid Simons, 
The only thing is that the next they man, I don't know who they would, you know, trade for him, but if they manage to pull that off, where they keep, you know, the big man, like you said, Nursic, Diamonds, mm-hmm. and Grant, right. <laughs> all three of those, mm-hmm. those dudes with KD and, and Payne. That'll yeah. work. Good. That'll work. I don't That's know. <laughs> He's sent back now. For KD, you gotta get mm. something. Yeah, that's the other part. I know I can't even answer to tell you the truth. You just look good on paper of them having KD with that roster right there. So they're gonna, take, they're gonna trade KD to Memphis. That'd be a good look. Give him um, give him the, the the tall dude that he's good, but he plays defense. What's his name? Um, Jaren Jackson. Yeah, give him Jaren Jackson. Jackson getting Dylan. 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 Couple couple first round draft picks. Yep. And keep yep. Bane, keep Bane, keep, keep, uh, keep, keep Morant, and you got KD. Yeah, that's not that's not yeah. bad right there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not bad. A good, a good landing spot for him, I would say. Yeah. Anywhere but the Nets, it seems like. Yeah. On the way out. Okay, so we had talked about basketball. Let's talk about a little bit of the baseball stuff. It's the Yankees and the Mets, the best two teams in what's it been in the National League and American League. And and I would say this too. I would say I don't think we still see the best of the Mets. Because you gotta remember, Jake DeGrom hasn't played and um what the hell's his name? The other pitcher, he's was he was out too. Um Scherzer. Scherzer was out too. So they right now they got the best record of the National League without the ground playing and Scherzer is just coming back now. They got um the polar bear. He was him got the most RBIs in the league and I think he's up to 21 or 22 home runs. Mm-hmm. And they just seem to be hitting well collectively as a team and they seem to be play, playing good defense and stuff like getting good timely scores. I mean, right now, I don't know. I would love to see the Subway Series hit. Yeah, yeah. Coach the Dodgers and Astros first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the biggest, you know, obstacle to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Boys, for real, man. Yeah. Did you see Bryce Harper got hurt again? Yeah. Look, 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 dumb with hit by pitch. Yeah. That sucks. I just think he has like tremendously bad luck. Yeah. 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 He, he does for real. He's hurt every year. I mean, the thing that scares me about the Yankees is, I don't know, fellas, I, I, this might be Aaron Judge's last year on the Yankees. I think the money, like, I will tell you this, the money that he's looking for and what they offered is way off. Like, it's, it's yeah. not even close. Isn't it like 100 plus million off or something? Yeah. Over yeah. the life deal? And I mean, I understand, you know, giving a team a discount, but... You talking about life changing money? If the Angels off from four hundred million dollars as compared to two hundred and thirty, I, I got to take the four hundred. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got to take three hundred. Yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's being cheap. Young uh, yeah, boy, did, he's being cheap. Yeah, I thought the offer was a low ball. Like, I mean, it's still big money, but I still don't think it was that great an offer. I, was yeah. it even thirty a year? I don't think so. Right? I don't think it was. I think it was like 26 a year or something. I'm like, it seemed, yeah, it seemed like a low ball offer. It seemed disrespectful considering he came up, right, with the organization. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now it's his time to get his payday, and you kind of lowball him. It's almost like a slap in the face. Granted, like you said, to the average person, it's crazy money. But for somebody like him, I think they should have came at least with three hundred, yeah. something comparable to other other players. The, the problem with baseball is this: is that baseball they they let them get away with all these arbitration years and not having to pay them money. So if I'm a player. I'm gonna take that money on the back end. I gotta get it because for seven years you control. They even lowballed him on this year. He went into arbitration looking for 21. They offered 17, so he had to settle for 19. And yeah. get this. Come on, dude. You could at least gave him the 21 this year. You're not even operating in good faith at this point. Yeah, it's like you're trying to piss, <laughs> piss him off. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and you know what they'll say? They'll tell tell the fans that they cook for a good offer. You know, they just couldn't match what the other teams was offering. Not real, not, fans are not crazy. Like, come on, you can match, you just gave, um, what, what the hell's the name, the pitcher, $400 million or something? And it's un- unfortunate for, for the Yankees is that the dude is, that if he can stay healthy, he's having like an MVP season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Beating the league at home runs, RBIs. Mm-hmm. So he's proving his value, so you can't even hit him with that. If you can stay yeah. healthy and say, oh, hey, you didn't produce. You only had 26 home runs. Or the dude is putting up monster numbers. Somebody's going to offer him the money. There's there's always somebody to offer the, offer him the money. And the Yankees, I, I understand that you, you don't necessarily want to play in that field all the way through. But the, think about it, The only reason a, a team like the Dodgers compete is because they keep paying players. <laughs> Yeah. San Diego got into the game of paying players. Now they're a little more competitive and stuff. But if you're not gonna pay your own homegrown players, I mean, they'll go out there and get somebody, somebody that they'll call a replacement. Yeah, we brought so and so in from here, or whatever. But it's still not the same. Yeah, I agree. Damn, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big hit. Well, we can't play we we can't play Judge and Stanton both. Well, who told you to trade? He actually, his offer was less than what Stanton, Stanton makes, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, they win. offered him less money than what Stanton gets. So you want to make him the third highest paid player on the team or the fourth highest paid player on the team? How He's many years does Stanton have left on his deal? Six? <laughs> no. That's the problem I have with baseball, though. It's not even the yearly money. It's... I think it's gotten a, a little crazy with the amount of years. Well, they, deals, and eventually, I think these teams need to collectively just say no. I'm not giving ten-year deals. They make you take the. They make you take those deals because of what you did to them in the front end. That's what it is. If you didn't control me for seven years in the beginning and you let me get the deal when I was 23, then ten years wouldn't seem like anything. But because you controlled me from 23 to 30, like judges, 30 years old. Nobody's realistically, nobody is really going to be looking to give him a 10 year deal. But I believe that somebody will give him an eight year deal for 40 per. And yeah, I don't blame the players at all. I think, like you said, the, the owners need to just pay him when these guys are seemingly worth, <laughs> worth it, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's at 22, 23, then give them their, their money then. That's Even the fans, I don't want to see that from a fan perspective. Yeah. I don't want to see Judge on the Yankees for the next 10 years because you know he's yeah. not going to be valuable, no. you know, on the that, back end yeah. of that deal. So yes, now you're going to be stuck with him. And... Mm-hmm. 
Well, like more player movement to me brings about more excitement. Yeah. Apparently, at least in basketball, it does. Free agency is a huge thing, right? Yeah. Seeing these guys switch teams and but ten year deals. These guys probably be lucky if they are productive half of those years. Yeah. Judge is 30. Do you think he's going to be 36, 37, 38 hitting, you know, 40, 50 home runs? No, I think, well, unless he turns into Dave Kingman, he could hit 30 home runs, but he's going to be batting 200 and striking yeah, 200, out. 200, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a home run or a strikeout every play, yeah. every at-bat. But I think, I think Wilson think he'll get a long-term deal for good money. I think, like, would... That's why you can't be mad at when the Mets paid Lindor that money. What was Lindor, like 24 or something? 20. He's young, yeah. He's young. So, he got like, I think he got like an eight-year deal or something for like maybe $240 million. But at 24 or 25, yeah, that's right around the timeline. When it ends, it'll be 33 or 34, and that'll be, you know, they'll let him walk or whatever. And I, yeah, I, you can't be mad at the players. Give me a 20-year deal if I'm a player and some team is willing to pay me. Yeah. But I just think it, it, like baseball needs to do things to make the game more exciting and free agency, shorter deals, but they, maybe even a shorter season. Baseball's done some despicable stuff, though. Like, So one of the rules is, let's say you're a rookie player and you come up with the team out of camp and you're on the roster. Then your time starts. But what they do is they'll send a player down and then bring them back up to the roster like after the first month so that you don't accumulate that year's time or whatever. Yeah, time doesn't count. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. That's some dirtbag stuff that you're doing there. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's a bunch of sleazy type of stuff that they do. Like, yeah. to me, basketball probably, and even there, they, there's some issues, but they probably do it the best because football I think is kind of all over the place too I think the players should be getting paid more guaranteed money in football for what these guys do yeah I think so so hey listen listen my man it's great to be back great to be back at it look forward to continuing on and getting back at this getting another show out next week Listen, any final words? Anything that you feel? For me, I'm just looking forward to um, free agency starting, what, next Thursday, something like that, NBA free agency. So hopefully we get Brunson. If not, hopefully um, my Knicks make some some moves. Leon Rose got to show me something. Well, let's go Yankees, of course, and uh, let's go with with this Spanish Puffin fight, man. Let's get it going, man. Time for a date, man. Let's get it going on, man. Spencer Crawford, man, it's all for Duke. Other than that, I'm all good over here. Okay. I just got one one last thing, too. So, Deshaun Watson has somehow managed to settle 20 out of 24 of the cases and is going up to, to see what his suspense is going to be like. So, Deshaun Watson, was him, he'll, was him, he'll probably get suspended for X amount of time, but you got to love sports because I don't know if you guys know, Cleveland structured Deshaun Watson's contract so that this first year he makes two million dollars, and every other year he makes thirty. So, go. We'll they, they, knew, they knew something. Yep. Look at they knew something. Yeah. yeah. Gotta listen. Gotta gotta love love player agents. But mm-hmm. hey, thanks again, guys. Man, it's great talking to you, man. Yes, right, sir. Man.
Later. Have a good one. Have a good Peace. one. Peace.